How can you not be amped up for what's about to happen over the next couple of weeks leading into the start of the 2023 Tennessee football season? How goes it? It's a special Saturday checkerboard chatter here with the ball report on the Tennessee rivals page. <clears throat> I don't need to give you the date. I just need to tell you how many days are left until it's football time in Tennessee, right? <clears throat> 28 to be exact until Tennessee takes on Virginia. Where Nissan Stadium, going back to the mid-state, just like at SEC media days. Pretty excited for what's going to happen this year, the follow-up to last year's Orange Bowl championship season. Pal, you know where the DMs are. Pal, you know who your host is. Pal, I can't believe that we're finally in the month of August. Now, did summer even just come? I feel like it just went like spring right into fall. Oh, based on where you're watching this today, you could probably tell me more about the humidities and the heats and the temperatures and all the fantastic things that have been happening. And hopefully you've made it to another week of the checkerboard chatter. You could be doing literally anything right now, anything. But the fact that you're sitting here giving us your time, you're giving us your views, you're giving us your listens, that means the world to us. That's why you need to subscribe. It is $9.99 a month. You spend more of that daily on a cup of coffee from the big box store. What are you doing? What are you doing? Get you the latest. Ryan, Tyler, no, all of those guys are out there doing their thing while we're doing our thing here. You got to take full advantage of this, right? You got to take full advantage of this. Have you seen what Tennessee's been doing the last couple of days? Because they have been absolutely setting the media world on fire. And what I mean by that is, Usually early in camp, it's just a whole lot of smiles. It's a whole lot of, ah, oh, shucks, we'll see what happens. We're just really excited and blessed for this opportunity. I'm really glad to hear about how this has played out or how they're doing and this competition. And I just want the best man to win. Everybody right now is kumbaya around the Tennessee Orange Campfire, and it has been glorious. You want to know why? Because then that means right now adversity has either been overcome or there has been no adversity or any type of, let's just say, controversy created right now. Now, some people will say adversity is good, and perhaps maybe they need to get into the left lane and giddy up towards adversity, perhaps. But right now, a healthy Tennessee football team who right now you're starting to see odds shift in favor of the Volunteers. Do you know right now, this second, August 5, this Saturday, Tennessee is sitting at 10 wins to the favored. What that means is they're going to be favored in 10 games this year. If they happen to get to the finish line, they should finish 10-2. and two. It's no surprise who those two games are that they are underdogs to. Right now, the Alabama game, that's that showdown in Tuscaloosa the third Saturday in October. That's going to end up being Alabama favored by as many as eight points, eight and a half, depending on where you're looking right now. So if you like the touchdown plus, you can still get that right now for the Volunteers. Seven and even seven right now, Georgia are road favorites as they come to Neyland Stadium November the 18th. There's quite a few things we need to get into today. Some that just absolutely, when I heard the comments, I thought to myself, man, is that intriguing? That's something we need to check out. For example, earlier this week, Josh Heupel, and Josh is really good for a quote. He is. Doesn't matter if you set him up for who's the real UT in Nashville, Texas, or Tennessee. It doesn't matter if you ask him about a player's development and how he's grown from where he was on the depth chart to how he's building himself up on the depth chart. Josh, if he wants to give you something, he'll give you something. If he feels like that's something we need to talk about on another day, more than happy to kind of just give you the roundabout and then we'll talk, we'll tackle it and talk about it on another day. He said something earlier this week about where his roster is heading in to play this year. 
compared to two years back, his first year in Knoxville. Remember all those players just left in the transfer portal? This is when Jeremy Pruitt was still throwing toxic sludge all over the program. Just not good times. Listen to kind of the joy in Josh's voice, the joy in Josh's answer when we were at the podium talking to him a few days back to kick off fall camp at the University of Tennessee. It's dramatic, dramatically different uh, than we were year one. I would say that with the guys that run out there with the first unit today too, but you just look through the depth of our roster, uh, the length, size, uh, ability to bend, um, you know, up front in particular, the athleticism, uh, the ability to move out in space with our skill guys and, and big skill. Um, it's, it's dramatically different. Josh Eipel talking about where his roster was in 21, heading into now his roster in 2023. Uh, yeah, night and day difference, I would say. So much so where I thought to myself, you know what, I, as much as I would love to pull up the roster and some of the big box score numbers from the Bowling Green game, and we all know how that Bowling Green game went that day, how about we just look at that first conference game, coincidentally, in Gainesville, taking on the Gators. Yes, the Florida Gators would have gone on to end up winning yet another game in the Swamp, but look at some of these numbers. Look at some of these players who appeared that day for the University of Tennessee. Now, granted, this is just the main box score, and it's the offensive side of the box score. Yes, you can see that was a game of late where Joe Milton tried to come in and try to get a late touchdown, but it was still a multiple score win for the Florida Gators. You look back on that day. That was the day Javante Payton had a nice touchdown, long touchdown catch from Hendon Hooker. Tyon Evans, remember, he ended up having that scoot at the very end to score. To me, you look at these names. Oh. A young Jalen Hyatt, look at that, stepping into the game. He ended up having to rush for 10 yards. You can see that Jalen Hyatt was just now starting to come into his own. Heck, that day, look down at the bottom of the screen. You had Jabari Small and Jimmy Calloway, who's no longer with the program. Cedric Tillman was only good for just a hair over three yards of catch in that day. So when Josh Heupel says things to the extent of, yeah, um, the roster's in a lot better shape than when it was when I first got here. Look at the pieces, the small little pieces he had to put together to try to get this team in at least good standing. And, of course, that year ended, I know, heartbreak, that whole Purdue thing. But, man, what Josh Heupel has been able to do with just, just scrap heap players, and, and, and that's not a knock. It's, it's not a knock whatsoever. It's been scrap heap players because when you've had a few restrictions when it comes to your recruiting and scholarship numbers, when you've had difficulties trying to figure out who your coaches are going to be and, and how you're going to have those all but lined up, that ends up becoming a real difficult situation that might be hard to maneuver. But what we've ended up seeing over the last couple of seasons is not just how impressive Josh Heupel can be coaching or with a play call sheet in front of his mouth when he's on the sidelines. But what we've all what we've ended up seeing is a man who has done a lot of good on the recruiting trail as well. And, and I'm not really breaking any news for you there because of what him and his staff have been able to do. It's funny because when you look back at kind of how things have played out the last couple of seasons, if Josh Heupel is able to do all that with a couple of just here or there's, if he's able to be able to get a couple of just, hey, scrap heap, could be's elsewhere's players, and he brings them to Knoxville and turns them into that type, that type of player. How remarkable is that, right? 
It's almost as if just a little bit of a taste before you have to buy the entire entree, which is sitting on a menu of players that are waiting to be seen. Josh Heupel, guess what? That opportunity is coming up for him. Uh, I want you to take a look. I'm speaking of guys, a little bit of beef. Guys who are just showing up and guys who are going to be a big piece of what's going to happen in the future. Emphasis on the big. Earlier this week, he became the number 19 recruit for the University of Tennessee in the 2024 class. His name, I love this name, by the way. I don't know if you guys have the same sense of humor as I do, but I think this is a beautiful name. He's from the state of Texas. His name's Bennett Warren. Now, to me, Bennett sounds like a last name. Warren sounds like a first name. So the fact that he's using his last name as his first name, this is a joke. This is a joke for those of you who do not understand my sense of humor and are going to take this way out of context. But Bennett Warren, anybody who uses a last name as their first name or anybody who uses a last name as their first name, I find that humorous. I find that hilarious. Bennett Warren, look at this kid. This is an 18-year-old child. This is an 18-year-old child man-child. He is 6'7", and just a couple of pieces of chicken nuggets over 330 pounds. If you're Nico Iamaliava and this guy shows up with William Satterwhite also on this roster, my goodness, how are you not going to be blown away by the beef they're going to have on the offensive line? Now, I get what you're saying. Ivans, he's squatting over. He's he's throwing up the VFL. He's throwing up the VOL. I can't tell how tall. Let's be honest. Photos don't do people justice anyway. But when you see this guy's film and he's taking down other five-star DNs that are coming around the corner trying to get to his quarterback, I mean, this is a real blindside moment here. This is a real Michael Orr. This guy is a massive individual where if you get close to his quarterback, his dude, he's going to put you in the dirt and he's going to ask what kind of detergent you want to clean your jersey later. This guy is a massive individual. And on top of that, he is a ginormous get for the University of Tennessee. Now, all that being said, there's still plenty that has to happen during the 2024 recruiting class. But the month of July, ending it with Bennett Warren, massive. You, I, I know how much you guys love talking recruiting, right? And I said to myself, you know what we're going to do in 2023? You know what we're going to do in 23? We're going to do more recruiting. Ivan's you're nuts. Nobody should do more. No. You guys on the message board, you all went to the Rocky Top Forum, and you all you said, I wish you guys would do more recruiting. Done. 10-4. Salute. I, look. Tennessee is not going to get back to the land of the promises and championships and the golden hills and the smell goods unless they do more and more damage on the more and more recruiting trail. So how do you do more and more? By the way, for those of you who don't get that, give me more and more. Old song. Okay. If Tennessee is going to get back to the promised land of let's battle Ohio State, let's battle Michigan out of the Big Ten, Let's battle Georgia and Alabama in our own conference. I got to be careful how I'm listing conferences right now because I don't know who's with who anymore. If I'm going to start battling again with the USC's Big Ten, if I'm going to start battling again with the Oregon's and what Big Ten's, the Utah Big 12's, I got to make sure that I'm competing and bringing that type of attitude and mentality back to the University of Tennessee, back to Rocky Top, and back to an S. And here's the thing. Remember back in the day, this is a little sidebar. Remember back in the day when it meant something to come on the football field? and you had that patch on your jersey, the arrow with the SEC football, and it was like, you're dang right, that's an SEC patch. You're playing an SEC. Heck, even Vanderbilt got to go on the field and go, 
We're part of the SEC. Dun, 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 dun. Now that you're adding everybody and their grandmother, and we're essentially five years away from it just being SEC Big Ten, that still means something. Because what's do, what's happening now with these recruiting and these kind of branching out expansions is that Tennessee, even though they've had small success in some of these states, once you add the SEC to that kind of geography footprint, guess what ended up happening? You end up being able to go into those states and having a lot more success than maybe you hadn't had in a minute. Like Texas, Bennett Warren. Like Oklahoma and some of the other states. Now, look, Tennessee's not going to be able to go into the state of Texas now that the Longhorns and Aggies are both part of the Southeastern Conference and go... Big orange flag checkered out and going, hey, this is a Tennessee property. Mm -mm. You're not going to be able to do that. But what you are going to be able to do is be able to get guys like that. Guys like that. Guys who are able to come in and just absolutely dominate your recruiting class. And I know some people not really happy with how they thought the recruiting class was going to end for the month of July. at it be excited about some of the things that are happening in the near future for the university of tennessee as camera angles seem to be difficult for me here on this saturday morning my name is tyler ivins coming up the next couple of weeks this is what you need to know you also said on top of hey tyler talk more recruiting you said dude you brought some elite guests to the table in season one do you have any more elite guests for season two maybe on top of this more of your mailbag, more of your mailbags, and more of your questions. I, I'll get done recording these. Mansfield's like, you're going to do one a week, and I'm like, okay, Mansfield, let's do one a week. And when Tyler Mansfield's like, hey, this is what I want you to do, I'll get done doing it, and then I'll see you guys have got like four or five messages that are out there, and I'm like, hmm, man, I got to do a better job of finding your all's messages. Or when you guys are listening to the flagship locally, because I've been doing a lot of work today, as you can see, I'll get into the DMs. They're like, well, if you can't answer it on the show, what are you, what are you talking about on the checkerboard? And I'm like, yeah, I'll talk about it on the chatter. So it's, it's, it's funny how things have come together over the last couple of months. And I got to make sure that I don't have to flip over couch cushions to find your questions. So this right here, very important that you find me on the Instas and on the D. Is it, What's it called? It's not Twitter. It's X on the Xs. But that's, you're not Xing. What are you doing? What's that called? You're not tweeting. You're not X. I don't know. Find me on that new app that's got new things because people got lots of monies. You got me? Perfect. Is this an indication of anything? David Letterman used to do a segment on his show called, Is This Something? You remember that? Is this something? Okay, so let me ask you a question. Is this something? CBS Sports released their top 133 a few days back. Oh, no, they didn't just rank the top 25 schools in FBS. They ranked all 133 of them. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I'm biased, Okay. Not only is the big-time, big-boy job an affiliate of CBS, but a lot of my good friends work for CBS, okay? So anytime I do any type of my shout-outs or my, hey, here's my hard works, I usually give CBS quite a bit of do, okay? Plus, I never know where I can find anything on some of the other ones. Fox, ESPN, get your act together. So CBS, who to me continues just to be the standard when it comes to homework, simplicity, as well as other things around the world of sports, is this something? You can look right at the very bottom of the screen there. Tennessee coming in as the 13th out of 133 college football FBS programs. Just trailing LSU, 
or beg your pardon, just trailing Georgia unanimously at number one. LSU's ahead of Alabama right there, four and five, sandwiched in between the two Big East monster, Big Ten East monsters in Michigan and Ohio State. Some of those other programs, Florida State, not buying that just yet. Also, I got to see Texas is back before I even say this phrase, Texas is officially back. Nobody here should be surprised about Tennessee being the fourth highest ranked school in the SEC, but perhaps maybe there should be some excitement about some of these schools that I think you and I, you and us, you and we, there's no way that some of these schools right now are better than the University of Tennessee. Like, we, okay, we're splitting hairs right now if you talk about 13 and 12. Kyle Whittingham has won the Pac-12 each of the last two seasons. I probably shouldn't be standing out here with my chest puffed out going, that's not accurate. Washington, you got to like what former Tennessee commit Michael Penix. Can you imagine Michael Penix and Josh Heupel system this year? I digress. Clemson, I know you just beat him in the Orange Bowl. Spoiler alert, Clemson's a better football team than Tennessee this year. Penn State, got to believe it when I see it. USC, love it. Bama, everybody else, love it. To me, I only have an argument about one or two of these programs, and guess what? You're splitting hairs with Penn State, you're splitting hairs with Florida State, and you're splitting hairs right now with Utah. When the rankings come out at the beginning of the season, because look, I know you got to get started somewhere. I understand you got to do some things. I understand you got to take care of some peoples. But when this gets started, when we officially get the Associated Press rolling out this ranking, my question to you simply is this. Is this going to end up being a little bit of an idea? Do you get what I'm saying? Let me add that right back real quick. Can we put that back up there real quick? Thank you. Is this going to end up being something in a couple of weeks? Because now we're having difficulties having them both on the same screen at one time. Not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Is this going to end up being something? Is this going to end up being kind of that big thing for the University of Tennessee? If we can't get them both up there, don't worry about it. So to me, I think that this is something. I think quickly as we, I appreciate you blowing that up. Let's just leave, leave that there for a second. You look at Utah, Texas, Washington. The problem with Utah and Washington is this is going to be the year that the Pac-12 looks to be the strongest it's been in probably a decade. And it's going to be the last time the Pac-12 is going to be this strong because of where everybody's heading. Actually, if you missed the report last night, as of 2024, the Pac-12 currently only has four teams remaining in the conference. That's Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, and Washington State. That seems to be a big, big problem. And if you're the Pac-12 and you can't scoop up a lot of these programs very fast, you're already flatlining. But this is, to me, essentially you being dead. So let's go ahead and say not only a quick word of thank you for everything the Pac-10 slash Pac-12 has done for us, but also remember that a lot of these programs, they'd love to bring, be able to bring home a Pac-12 championship, the final championship of what's going to be their old conference. Texas, Texas has already kind of planted their longhorn flag and said, if we're leaving for the SEC next year, you best believe we're going to bring home a Big 12 championship and put that in the trophy case one last time before we depart for the best conference in college football. That's not an opinion. That's to be fact. So you take a look at some of these. Washington and Utah are going to end up cannibalizing themselves. I think USC right now is a little head and toe better than anybody else. Florida State, Clemson. Clemson's better than Florida State no matter where the ranking is. And Penn State clearly right now is the third best program, even if you lay them out with Michigan and Ohio State. My name is Tyler Ivins. You're inside the checkerboard chatter. So is that something? Is that anything? 
Should Tennessee be ranked in the 12, 13 best spot when the AP comes out in the next couple of weeks? Look, we sit here today 28 days away until it's football time in Tennessee. And for a lot of us, we ask ourselves, we know you can take Virginia. We know you can take Austin P. But what's that Florida showdown going to look like in the next couple of weeks? What are you going to do for the University of Florida, a team you haven't beat in their house? Are you ready for this? 2003. Yes, I know you're probably listening in your car right now, or maybe you're loading this podcast up. You're getting the audio of it before you jump on the plane. I don't have to tell you the Iceman, Casey Clawson. I have to tell you he was the last guy to be able to go on the swamp to be able to knock off the University of Tennessee. So I asked you right out of the gate, in this topic conversation about Tennessee in 2023, if the Vols were to say, can we put that up? Well, I know I said no, but one more time, if you could put it back up. Look at this. If Tennessee was to start at number 13 with wins against Virginia, I know that doesn't move the needle a lot because of how their program had to hit reset. If you go 3-0, and and yeah, one of those wins are Austin P. how quickly do you climb up the rankings before you even get to the month of October? Do you get what I'm saying? It's a massive, massive, big, big step in the right direction if you end up knocking Florida off there in the swamp. Because if you do something you haven't done in 20 years, that means anything is possible, right? Remember last year, it had been 16 seasons since you beat the... Heck, the iPhone was out. iPhone hadn't even come out yet before the last time you beat Alabama, before last year. If you did knock another check off the box, beat Florida at their house for the first time since 2003, what does that mean for your program? When was the last time you were able to beat Georgia in a meaningful game that meant something to postseason aspirations, like getting to Atlanta or perhaps maybe moving up at the time? I believe it was – was it still the BCS when that mattered? Probably was. And now we've jumped all the way up to the college football playoff. This is something. Because I, much like CBS, I believe Tennessee needs to be in that 11-15 range. And I know – look, that's not a large number. I understand that. But for me, this is an opportunity for Tennessee to do something – that they have not done, and they can continue to make people believe that Joe Milton is, in fact, the right man for the job. For many people to look back and say, I think that this year, this Tennessee football program can do something that not a lot of people believe that they can do. I don't go on the record often. I understand that I'm very confident when it comes to my picks, because if you're not confident, what are we even doing in this world anymore? You get what I'm saying? You want to know something I feel very passionate about this year? You want to know something that I look back and I go, I can say without a shadow of the doubt, flag planted into the ground. Not only is Tennessee going to end that 20-year streak of losing in Gainesville in the swamp to the University of Florida, that spread right now, last I checked, Florida was a seven-point underdog. So Tennessee's going to go into the swamp as a road favorite by seven points. Adjust that spread and get it up to double digits. Not only is Tennessee going to end a streak of losing in Gainesville for the first time since 2003, I think they're going to embarrass Florida at their house. And that's not – what is the uh, – uh, if you're a world wrestling entertainment fan, if you watch a lot of the scripted professional wrestling, that's not a prediction. That is a spoiler. Paul Heyman. My name is Tyler Ivins. I'm really glad the internet held up. You're probably saying to yourself, if you want a little, if you want a little behind the scenes – and we don't do the whole behind the scenes, why do I have this hanging up? Well, because I've had to do some work with the with, with the big boy job while I've been on vacation. 
and where I'm currently vacationing. Yes, I know. In our industry, when somebody's taking a vacation, they are just not doing their job from a current city. They're just doing. They're still doing their job from another city, doing other things while they're trying to get some sun and maybe relax before hell starts, which is the University of Tennessee football season, which we love to do. We just say hell because we don't get any sleep. But I'm glad the Wi-Fi held up while I did the checkerboard chatter today. I will say this. If you've watched the, the chatter the last couple of years, there's going to be something we're doing a little different this football season that, um, dare I say, will be pushing the envelope. I'm not going to give you anything more than that, but I am going to tell you when sitting down at the beginning of the summer, I took a giant erase board, dry erase board, and I sat there and I started doing doodles. And when I mean doodles, I mean how my brain works and doodles and what we're going to put together. And let's just say we're going to attempt to do something that not a lot of people are doing. And I'll just leave it at that. And either it's going to be amazing, incredible, and then I will have to go do some awesome things, or it's going to be a complete flop. But I don't think it's going to flop. We'll just say that. Anything that you need over the next couple of weeks, I highly encourage you to hit the DMs. You want to know why? Because we're going to be talking to a lot of you all, taking your temperatures, heading into what is going to be a massive, I'm talking all capital letters, massive year for the University of Tennessee. And what you know, one of those things I was just referring to about what we're going to do and how we're going to change things, they're calling right now. I guess this is where I have to step aside. My name is Tyler Ivins. This has been the Checkerboard Chatter here on the Tennessee Rivals Vol Report page. Go out. Enjoy the rest of what do we have left of summer. It's 28 days until it's football time in Tennessee.